Yo, Prince. Yo, what's up? I'm actually on my way to where I've got an appointment at half nine. That was roughly in about an hour's time. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. So, what's up? So, what's up? Yeah, I'm okay. Less than highly favored. Been, uh, it's been a minute. <laughs> can, we still, can we still do this? I think we can. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the little we can and um, yeah. see how it goes. <laughs> so always work today. Sort of indifferent. <laughs> I wasn't, you know, I wasn't too pleased with a couple of things, but you know, it's okay. Comes with the comes with the job anyway. How about your pressure? Fine, all healthy. You know, so the time I left, so. <laughs> I hope it stays. I hope it. I hope it stays that way. Because <laughs> we need we need a healthy nation. Yeah, hopefully it's gonna stay that way. Yeah, fingers crossed. Touchwood. You 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 do your best. You can't keep them all alive, so it's okay. Yeah, we always do the best we can. You know, I've got a couple who's you know who's due for discharged, and I might not see them by the time I get back. You know, which is kind of a shame because. Uh, one of the, you know, one of the, one of the things you sort of, you know, get used to now, it's, you know, you've got oh, a patient who comes, patient comes on your ward and, you know, at the beginning, it's kind of tough in terms of them trying to assimilate and get used to the place. But then once they settle down and then you kind of start bonding with these patients and, you know, you get to know them. And when it gets to the time where they, you know, they do for a discharge, it it becomes very difficult as well. You don't want to um, let. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's not like you don't want to let go, but there's always a part of you that like, oh my god, I might not see this guy again, and I hope he's gonna be okay when it, you know once he gets back home. And even for the patient themselves, you know, they get very anxious because because why they are there, they feel protected, they're in a safe environment because they know they've been well cared for. So as they transition, you know, going back home, there is this sort of, uh, you know, anxiousness and sort of a bit of an unknown in terms of they don't know what they're going to face and they don't know if they will have the package of care when they get back home. And it sort of makes them become very nervous. And, you know, so sometimes, you know, we kind of, you know, recommend, you know, having some kind of psychological um, therapy for them, you know, just kind of reassure them and make them feel like that. that when they get back home they would have the same package of care and then they can ease themselves you know so you know and, and not, not overburden you know the partner that they've got back home so it's it's kind of sad when you see them leave uh, because you sort of you know get used to them but then again you know they can get back to their normal life it's really hard really really yes it is so yeah go on and yet another episode but this is actually in a new season right but it's gonna be a very short one very short season uh-huh. and, and we're gonna be starting with um entitlement mentality i used to call it em uh-huh. em em for sure it's a very funny topic though but uh very short uh, gonna be very educative and 
uh, it's uh, it's kind of you know tilt towards mental health in such a way. So I don't know, <laughs> but we just you know gonna see how we we try to you know analyze that. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a tricky one, especially when um, because uh, it's 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 always it's it's ideal when you've got some kind of a contrasting views um, on this very topic. But then again, I think it it goes beyond just you know having you know a male and a female perspective. I think it's a kind of a general perspective anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So Chris, let's um let's hear from you. What do you understand by the entitlement mentality? I mean, entitlement mentality. From my understanding, it's when um, someone feels like you know they someone feels entitled or sort of claim ownership to something. Um, without actually thinking about what impacts that would you know that would have on on the other person so it's it's almost like a i always call it a kind of a selfish way of of um of claiming something because whether you're deserving of it or not they just feel like you know it's it's their right it's kind of a right for them um so but I always, I always say it in, in a very different light. But then again, a lot of people have different interpretation to what entitlement is. But in general, it is someone feeling like it is they've got a right to ownership of whatever it is. Whether it's material things or whether it's, um, you know, emotional entitlement. You know, it cuts in so many different ways. But I just my, my my personal perspective to it is someone feeling that they have a right to deserving of something without any acknowledgement to whatever impact that would mean on the other person who they claiming the right for. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Chris. From my perspective, I think it's a, it's a sense of deservingness of mm-hmm. being on a favor when little or nothing has been done to actually deserve a special treatment. It's like, mm. I used to call it the you owe me kind of act. You know, mm. you understand? Mm. They, they kind of, you know, they, they often say people with entitlement mentality usually have this, um, some form of personality disorder. They uh-huh. narcissistic personality disorder. Uh-huh. Do you understand? So it's, um, it's something people usually have, but they don't know they have it. You understand that? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it could be very, could be very terrible. You can imagine living with someone with entitlement mentality. First. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's very narcissistic in a way, you know? Um, yeah, you know, you're kind of right. It's someone actually feeling that they deserve something when they haven't actually worked for it, when they haven't actually, you know, earned the right to actually be deserving of it. Um, and you've got to have some kind of a narcissistic traits within you to be able to have those sort of entitlements. Exactly. But it can be, you know, behavior, you know, influences behavior as well. Because you've seen a lot of people that might not 
necessarily have those sort of disability or disorder but then because they've seen other people as well claim ownership to certain things they begin to copy those behavior so when yeah. you hang out with when you hang out with people with narcissistic behavior you know and i think one of those that i can really think of right now obviously he's you know he's like someone that everyone knows is you know Donald Trump you know if you if you if you actually pale down on his personality you know yeah. he's he's always about self isn't it it's always yeah. about me and me and me and me it's never about us it's never about you know everyone pulling together it's always about him everything he does it's always geared towards his benefits towards you know what he can gain from it so yeah. and and when you have people around him who's been with him for such a long time they can begin to copy that kind of a behavior as well and before you know it becomes part of you know part of their personality true chris there are actually factors that can actually induce this entitlement mentality you understand yeah. more like the environment the person grew up in yeah and um, the kind of parents the individual had and the way the parents actually treated that person so they're going to start expecting everybody to treat them that way you understand the, the kind of adults they they grew up around more like oh they usually let's say for instance the the commonest one like the last born who has older brothers or older sisters and they you know they tend to pamper that um, the last born so they mm. kind of then they get this kind of oh okay people often do thanks for me so everybody in the world should do thanks for me i shouldn't do anything for anybody you understand or they yep. they've been in situation where they probably their parents were you know in position or they in you know in center of authority and the way people you know tend to treat those in authority then mm-hmm. kind of you know one of want the entire world to treat them that same way so they, grew, they, they actually grow up with them and becomes a part of them interesting I've got a question though um, say you know you you know while you were growing up you've seen the way your mom sort of treats your dad you know basically you know everything revolves around him and there are certain things he doesn't do because she does everything for him and then now you're a grown man you're married right yeah and then you expect your wife to have the same sort of personality or to treat you the same way that your mom treated your dad because that is how you grew up and that is how you think women should act in their household or that is how a wife should treat their husband now when you begin to when you begin to impose let me not use the word impose when you begin to expect your wife to do that and then she doesn't do it and then you then say why are you not doing a b and c you know this is how you know i grew up in a home where my dad you know didn't really do much and my mom did everything she treated my dad like a king and woo, 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 woo. Yeah. when you begin to act that way can that then translate into you having that men- you know that sort of entitlement mentality or yeah. is it just you trying to put your wife straight to say you know what 
you know, maybe you have to, you know, pull your weight a bit, you know, and do certain things that a wife is supposed to do. Mm, kind of, it could be you trying to, you know, challenge her to do things um, she's supposed to do. But um, like I said, you know, there are factors that actually induce this um, entitlement mentality, just like you rightly said. Growing up around, you know, in a home where the woman actually treats um, the, the the man or the dad or the brother like a king, that guy is gonna grow up, you know, expecting every woman to treat him the same way. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that you can you can you know you can learn from how you grew up. So if mm-hmm. you if you grew up if you grew up in a in a, in a home that's okay, the man. The dad is the boss the woman the the wife or the mother is always is supposed to treat the man like a king mm. then you go you're gonna grow up with that mentality that okay any woman that uh, that is gonna come in your life or you know you know get associated with you is supposed to treat you that way then it becomes a problem mm. because it's every aspect of your relationship with everybody not just the home you know not just your wife even your friends and it's all also it can also be the other way around chris for instance you you we're talking about the man having you know entitlement mentality about the wife now the woman also can you know grow up to have entitlement mentality you understand growing up in a way in a home where the woman is always pampered the dad goes into the kitchen and stuff like that so they they imbibe this kind of you know um, situation and you know translate them into their their supposed expected kind of life so you're gonna have a lot of clashes a lot of uh, conflicts in relationship but what do you think yeah i kind of agree with that um because yeah, like I said, it cuts in so many ways. <laughs> it can come from the kids, it can come from the wife, it can come from the husband. Yes, you know, in, in relation to the wife expecting, you know, or feeling entitled to certain things. Yes, it yeah. can. It can't be because of the way she's been brought up, you know. Yeah. And it could even be because of the guy she was with before she met you, you know. And you know, one of the things that I that really gets me, yeah. you know, and, and it really. That's one it's something thing. that I don't. It's something that I don't appreciate. It's when, you know, you've got a girl, and when you guys go through certain, you know, ups and downs, and then she start making references to, oh one. yeah, you, yeah, you don't, you know, you don't treat me da 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 da. You know, when I was with this da 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 da. You know, and I'm like, just knock it off. It's most of us that you know, Chris. It could be the other yeah, way I know. I know. You know, you know. You're gonna, so, guy is okay. Oh, my previous girlfriend usually does this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. You have it's, serious conflict of interest and you know a lot of unhappiness. It it's really it crazy. And 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 I think as well, just to interject, um, um the, and, and this happened a lot. So many moments where the wife or the husband, right? are always comparing their relationship to someone else's relationship, right? So they've got a friend who they all hang out together, right? And then 
they see some kind of a contrasting um, relationship with them. They don't yeah. even know if those ones are putting up a front, right? <laughs> just yeah. so you can think, just so you can think, everything is all honky dory, right? And then you come home, you're like, yeah, did you not see the way she was holding his hand? Did you not see the way he was holding her hand? You don't hold my hands when we're out and about. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I mean? And then, and then, and then yes, I, I, for me, I do not see that as an entitlement thing. I see that as more of an observational thing. And maybe she just want to be treated a bit better. She just want to be maybe given a bit much love, more affection when you're out, you know. But yeah, right. when it goes when, when it goes on for too long, it becomes almost like she's feeling entitled now that you have to yeah, treat her that way. Exactly. You know? Because when they it actually becomes a disorder, more like a mental disorder, when mm-hmm. it's just for so long and it's already mm-hmm. affecting their thoughts and behavior of that. You understand? So that's mm-hmm. when it's 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 it, it has to be, you know. Um, in a long term not just an episodic stuff if it's just episodic stuff it could be oh okay they just want to you know feel important and you know you know make you treat them you know properly but if it becomes in every aspect of the relationship and it's something that doesn't go away then it is a disorder do you understand See, you know what? You know, you, you just you've just said something now that really struck a chord with me, and that is the whole disorder, you know, disorder thing. You know, people don't really know how much their behavioral pattern changes over time. You know, and if you ask a lot of, especially people from our, you know, from our background, you know, ethnic minority, black and Asian, right? We don't always see like you know mental disorder as something that. You know we are part of right it's just like nah 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 that's not what i am that you get know what i mean we always tend to brush it aside yeah. but that, but it's very inherent within our culture you know it's just that we don't deal with it you know especially even with even with obsession you know we, we obsess about certain things you know when when the when when the husband become too obsessive about the wife having you know why are you talking to that person why are you talking to that person and all that before when it goes on for too long it becomes some kind of a disorder you know because yeah. he's because he's because his behavioral patterns over time begins to get altered it changes you know and and it's something that i've never really thought about um how our pattern of behavior changes over time and how that can kind of spiral out of control if it's not being curtailed uh so when you said that i just struck a chord with yeah the the biggest issue is that most people who have have a mental disorder often don't, you know, admit it that they they have. They don't know something is wrong. They actually don't believe it. anything is wrong with them. Uh, That's why it's always very difficult to manage. And most mental disorders are not. Um, they are not something you just go into a lab and you know you know get diagnosis or or make it, you do a test and you get. Um, get the the result of the test then you interpret it no it's not done that way so that's why yeah, it's but all... yeah but i but i don't think it's cultural though like because like we when you think when you say mental disorder right we think someone who's crazy you know taking off them clothes and you know fucking mm-hmm. eating off the floor and, and that you get what i mean so well you grew up in a culture whereby when you see certain people you go yeah they're crazy that you see that one is crazy 
you know yeah, yeah that one is crazy so in yeah, in our brain in our <laughs> brain we could program to think that's the only people who've got mental disorder you know <laughs> i think the only the issue is that the the only people they we the layman know to be you know to be crazy are those that are, you know they are overtly crazy more like mm-hmm. in um, in the psychiatric realm they often say okay they are manic yeah those are psychotic disorder yeah and those are the ones you can you know you can relate with but they are inside your mental disorders that may not involve people taking off their clothes and roaming the street or you know becoming manic and beating people up Yeah, so people, people who are yeah, bipolar, that's mental disorder. Even personality disorders. Personality yeah. disorders, are, they are rare, but they are there, actually. Yeah. There, you see a lot of people with them. And you find a lot of people who are maladjusted, you know, and um, using different coping mechanisms and, you know, defense mechanisms. And some are maladjusted to their own personal defense mechanisms and becomes yeah. a mental disorder. So it's really it's something it's fascinating though but it's um when you see people it's you can actually help if you see people who have, with um very weird kind of behavior you can you know help them seek help because they may not know they have issues yeah. just, just like the entitlement mentality we're talking about right here it's there it's always there it's it's, it's there sometimes and you know people may not know it's there and you kind of have problems with your relationship with your marriage and so many things so it's something a lot of should, you know look up for my question is um and i'm gonna take it down i'm gonna you know sort of break it down in segments right say prior to you getting married right okay. you've always had female friends right Good. and even during the you know during the period of you know dating and all that she always knew that you've got friends that are your day one friends they are not your ex or whatever just your friend who happens to be female friends right who's always been there for you you guys have been very close and why you guys were even dating you know she knows that these guys are still your friends now you're married right okay If she then comes and says, you know what, I don't want you talking to that girl anymore. I don't want you talking to that person anymore. Do, does she feel entitled to say that? Or do you have to give up your friendship for that? Or, you know, you sort of have to yeah, say to her, listen, you know, these, these people are part that like just my family as well. You know, the difference is we are not like blood related, but we've been friends for a long time. And I've tried to incorporate our friendship into our marriage as well so that they can be your friend as well. Why would you want me to cut them off? When a woman says that to you, do you feel like that's part of an entitlement behavior from her? Or she's just been too overprotective? Or in a way, maybe she's, uh, you know, how would I say it, uh, inferiority complex sort of creeping in. Right, that's a very dicey one right? a very dicey one the, the the point is okay in marriage or dating if you marriage, if you, if you, in marriage it's a it's a different ball game actually marriage it's, um, it's something you really need to you have to work towards it and the 
the the when we say work towards it these are the things you need to work on you know when your wife is telling you okay i don't want you hanging around around these female friends of yours and she's persistent about it and you you know you, it, it's just that you have to choose between do you want to be happy in this marriage or you want to be <laughs> you want to be unhappy because one of your duty one of your duty as a husband is to make her happy absolutely, absolutely and if you having you know friends and the way you you know you relate with them or you, the way you hanging out with them is not making her happy you have to choose what is important to you actually because when a woman start telling you oh i don't want you hanging around this particular friend most times these women actually they feel they see things you can you as a man you cannot see yeah and they feel you know i, I don't want to call it maybe a complex more like uh, of being a there's a word they usually use being insecure i don't want to use that you understand but the thing is you have a wife and she wants attention and there's a point you hanging around you know all the female all the friends if you want to hang around them okay if your wife is there with you then there's no problem if you are going to be comfortable with, with that for you mm-hmm. spend the time mm-hmm. with them it's always going to be a problem now what about now let me put it let, let, let me let me let me spice it up a little bit say you're not hanging out with them right if like you don't physically hang out with them right okay. or you guys are always in communication so they call you not at some you know maybe at sort of odd time you know they just call you randomly right and you're on the phone with them right and then she comes in and say yeah you're on the phone again who you're talking to again why are you always talking to her why are you always talking to her right and then she's and then she makes that into a big thing you know yeah So, so do, you, do you have to cut off your communication with them now even though you don't physically see them and even though you guys don't even live in the same geographical location right so don't you think like she just don't want you to have any friends <laughs> she yeah, wants to just have you to herself only <laughs> yeah in such a way in in, in in one fraction you can actually say okay she's becoming entitled you understand because um is affecting her behavior now and it's affecting her thoughts even when you are not having any you know serious uh, um how would i call it a serious form of relationship with those uh, you know the women that are calling you you understand yeah. but you know you guys are married you, you understand and she's your wife yeah. and the least you could do is you know make her feel secure it's part of your job you understand it's part of your job in, in that aspect it's part of your job to make her feel secure although in it, it could become you know if you want to look at it in such a way it could be an entitlement mentality you understand but yeah if you look at it in another way more like okay if you are overdoing it then it becomes a problem there's no there's no there's nothing wrong with oh hey hello chris how are you uh do you have um um 
well, how can I locate this? How can I get this? If I want to buy this, then what should I do? I'm in this kind of situation. Well, how, how should I go about? There's nothing wrong with this kind of conversation. But if you have in other conversation that is not comfortable with, bruh, yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not nice. So you you yeah. you. You 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 use you put yourself in a shoes, man. You you could go crazy with this kind of you know you know. Can I say something? Can I say something right? I think most. I would say if I have to give it a number, I would say probably about ninety nine point nine percent of women are like that. They they start small and then they start to you know expand the list, but then at the end of the day, it's almost everyone why why there's always a why and the reason being whether we like it or not women always feel entitled that all the attention in this world has to be on them right which is understandable because you know your world revolves around them you know they are your oyster you know so you've got to treat them as such and you know it's vice versa and i believe that they just want you to themselves only you know, in as you know, much as it is selfish, yeah, uh, but that is that that is how they have been built. That is just their personality. But I think if it goes on for too long, unchecked, it can lead into conflicts. It can lead into marital issues. But I think one of the ways of dealing with situations like that is having a conversation. That is why it is very very important to have a wife who's understanding. To have a wife who can be able to what I call compartmentalize, right? She can be able to distinguish what is real and what is not, right? Yes, you know, you guys are married. Yes, she's your wife. Yes, you know, she's everything to you and you are to her. But she's got to realize at the same time, you've got a life as well outside of marriage, right? You've got people at work who you work with. You've got, you know, people who's been your friends. I think if she understands that and she realizes that and I just at the same time I feel like that sometimes they feel a bit insecure when they shouldn't because what I've always tried to say to them is listen if you're married to someone you're the queen you're the one there's a reason why you're you know why your name is Mrs. so 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 see yourself as yeah see see yourself as such and act as such you should not always be thinking that oh you know he's always you know with someone or that is the reason why you know he's always on the phone all the time no he's probably just you know having a conversation with a friend right yeah. and if it might because because we as men we always have that feeling like when your wife start acting that way it's almost like she don't trust the fact that you know she's the one it's almost like they feel a bit insecure within themselves but you wanna, you wanna, you wanna have that feeling that your wife feels secure, that she's confident in the fact. Because every man loves it to have a wife who's confident that she's the one, that there is no other one. That when you go outside, you're gonna come back to her because you, she's the one at home. She's the queen. She's everything to you, right? So I feel that women, yes, they feel that entitlement to wanna have it to themselves all the time. But I think they can as well have to learn from having to believe in themselves and trust themselves that they are the one that it doesn't matter what goes on it doesn't matter who you talk to you fair enough you don't have to give them a reason to doubt you because you know sometimes we give them a reason for them to doubt us right 
So if you haven't given them a reason to doubt you, there is no reason why they should feel a bit insecure, you know? But having a conversation is a very, very important part. And for her to be able to compartmentalize and be able to distinguish what friend is just a friend and which one you need to stop talking to, I think it's very, very vital to this conversation. Yeah, sure, Chris. I let me let me go further with um the this um talking about women in particular and their behavior and um, towards their husband. Apart from they wanting to have you to themselves, do you think there are other areas women actually feel entitled to? Like okay, they they feel oh they are women. You have to. You, it's a must for you to take care of them. It's a must for you to care for them. It's a must for you to buy them expensive things and expensive gifts. It's, it's a must for you to, you know, make sure they are okay. More like it is a must for you. And if you don't do that, then there's going to be conflict, unhappiness. And most times they get disappointed. And before you know, they, they move into depression. Is this mm-hmm. supposed to be Ah, do you know what? Yes and no. Um, The reason why I said yes and no is this. There are some that have such sort of uh, mentality where they feel like, you know, you've got to do things for them. You've got to... It's almost like validation, right? You know, for for you, you have to validate your love for them by buying them stuff, by taking care of them, by treating them well, and all that. It's hard, Chris. It's hard. Most people can't even can afford that. I know that is what that that is that is why I said it's a yes and a no. Okay, go ahead. Most women that do that, you have to ask yourself why do they do that? It is probably because of you. You started it. Okay. You know I mean? During the course yeah. of your dating, you yeah. showed your hand to be someone who can afford things, who can buy the expensive stuff. Really? You know, and why doing that, you have somewhat innovatively teach her or, or sort of, you know, put inside of her that she has to be treated that way. So when you then try to deviate from that, you know, after you guys are not, you know, you've dated and you're married now, you know, and you no longer do that. Now she feels like maybe you seen her as less of, right? That, oh, now that you have her, you know, you don't feel the need to do the things that you used to do before you got her, right? So somehow, you know, yes, I know, at the, you know, the beginning of courtship, you know, you're trying to date a girl, you're trying to impress her and all that. You have to, you know, do all that. But as you progress in your relationship, it is very important that she knows, you know, that, listen, this is, you know, who you are. These are things you can afford. And she knows what you do in terms of your sort of income and all that. She knows how, you know, financially capable you are or not. And I think you have to let her know that. Because when she knows that, and then she still goes above and beyond just to try to impose these things on you, I think you have to then evaluate if she's the right person for you. Or, you know, because this mostly, you know, happens with women, you know, because it's very rare where women take care of men and treat men, you know, in the opposite way. 
so so it's more geared towards what women want as to what men want from a woman um, so i think if a woman if you're dating a girl after you've taken her out for the first time on the first date and then you know you've got to know her a bit more and then you try to explain to her now or you're trying to show to her that these are your financial you know situation you know you haven't got that much money you know you're doing a nine-to-five job you know you're well, you're on a minimum wage and she still wants you to buy the Chanel bags she still wants you to buy her the the Dior's and then the Louis Vuitton and the you know and and all this big and expensive stuff you know then I think you have to ask yourself ah, I don't think she's the one for me she might be the one for someone else who can afford all those luxuries but I don't think she's for me because I won't be able to afford it. Because if you then go ahead and get married to her, she's gonna, she's, you're gonna go bankrupt. Eh, she's probably gonna leave you for someone else who has more than you. So, so in that regard, I would say, you know, I'm not so sure. But there are a lot of women as well who, yes, they know you haven't got much money, but that doesn't mean that once in a while you can't take them out. That doesn't mean once in a while you can give them a good treat, you know. They don't expect that much from you. They just want you to do it at least once in a while. They know what you're able to do. They know you've got a little bit of money, you know. So I think women, women in general, just want to be taken care of, you know. Now, in terms of the frequency of, of, of how you do that, I think it's up for debate. But women in general just wants to be cared for. And and sometimes it's not just about buying the expensive stuff. It's about the, you know, it's just about you doing it. You can take them to McDonald's. You can take them to Subways. You can take them to maybe you know a nice nest store. You know, so it's it's, it's just about sometimes it's not even about buying anything. You can go for a walk in the park. You know, and just have a good time out. You know, with a dog and that. So so I just feel like women. Not all women are expectant of, you know, expensive and luxurious stuff. It's about the gesture, you know. They want to see if you're even thinking about them. Like there are a lot of times I go to the shop, right, and I want to buy stuff for myself. But then I see a lot of stuff there that my wife, you know, would like, and I end up buying like I end up not even buying anything for myself, and I'm going back home with a bag full of stuff for her. Do you get what I mean? She never asked for it. And then by the time I get home, I said, you know, this is what I bought for you. Mm-hmm. And she likes it. And even though, you know, maybe she might, maybe it's, you know, she might think, oh, maybe I'll probably get something, you know, something else. She might not say it there, but at least she would accept it. Do you get what I mean? And maybe when I'm gone, she probably might take it back and exchange it for something else, you know. But it's just the gesture of you, you know, trying to, you know, to, to you know, to, to just let them know that you know what I'm still thinking about you and every single time I go out if there's something that I like I know that is befitting of you I'll get it for you you know it might not be something expensive and even if we, if I can if I can afford the expensive one yes I buy it but if I can afford the expensive one I buy what I know you would like you know so you know it's 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 about you know if a woman feels the need for you to overspend for her that's entitlement and for me I don't think um, for a man who doesn't have that much, I think he needs to reevaluate that relationship. But for most women, I don't think it's about you buying the expensive stuff. I think it's about you showing the gesture 
of the fact that you're always thinking about them and you always want to give them a treat once in a while yeah i think that works for some women i was actually speaking with um a shrink here a colleague of mine he he told me that the the major issue today is that a lot of people go into marriage or dating with this entitlement attitude do you understand so there's mm-hmm. always going to be a problem more like they 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 kind of expect and expect with a lot of expectation and they get disappointed you <laughs> and okay they that's the reason for the unhappiness and conflicting relationship even in marriage Seriously, question though but question what is that expectation based on expectations more like what you're supposed to do for them why they, why would they have that why would they have that expectation of you because why that would they is, have that why would they have that impression of you that you can afford those things that is the mental disorder nowadays people think that people believe that if they are supposed to come together with you and have probably a relationship they should benefit from that relationship do you understand which, which i don't think which i don't think is a bad thing by the way oh. i don't think it's a bad thing because yeah because if okay. you're going into a relationship with someone the question is what can you bring to the table and what can i bring to the table it's what a partnership so you know, why do you, you, know? Think, you think a lot of people are unhappy and disappointed you can't satisfy a human being no 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 no. because that is why that is why you've got to know who you're going into a relationship with you shouldn't go with your eyes you know tied you know your eyes are wide open you know what she wants Chris, you know how, what you can afford how will you, how will you know when when the, the majority of people on this planet Earth now are actually out for what you can afford for them and what you can give them or how you're going to benefit them imagine you go into a relationship without expecting anything when was the last time you had a relationship like that it's not possible nowadays it's not possible expectancy mm. to disappointment sure it does okay. Yeah, you go, you 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 in a relationship with this guy, and uh, you expect him to, you know, know that you need a new phone, know that you need a new car. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. Or you you are married to this man. He's supposed to know that. Okay, you need a change of wardrobe. He's supposed yeah. to know. That, okay, you deserve a new car, and he. Sh- you don't care how he's gonna work to get that for you but he has to provide it for you then your emotions become you know they stop then you're gonna have disappointment then he could you know why you know what depression is all about depression is you know overwhelmed with so much emotion that most times you can't you know handle it your coping strategy fails you then you break down most yeah. times it's usually when you usually don't have or your your brain tells you you have no way out then you get depressed yeah we were talking about postpartum depression and why it's always becoming it's becoming a thing right now presently because it's going on statistics is, you know it's getting so high and we're just trying to wonder why women often get into maternal blues and you know psychosis after birth 
mostly the first 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 bet or even the second bet expectation disappointment mm. these are the things we're talking about so mm. you see it's it's something that really need to be checked first it is uh what don't you think though that people rush into like i mean i would expect that you know if you if you're thinking about settling down if you're th- thinking about you know having a long-term relationship right that you've, you you planned it out and right i would i would expect so i would expect every relationship should be on you know the buying give me i yeah. give you yo can i say something you shouldn't go and get married when you know you can't take care of the girl are you getting married to what, what, what do you want her to be what just sit right. at home and and eat sand come on dog <laughs> like she's got a feed and don't forget she's got a family too you know who may be reliant on her <laughs> Yeah, so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you have to be able to provide. That is the number one job that you've got. Provide, provide, provide. And if you're not able to do that, there's no need going into the marriage. There's no need. Because that means you're not yet ready. So when you're ready, then you go into it. So my thing is, I don't think like you know, people go into relationship, you know thinking that you've got to give them heaven and edge. Acting people go into a relationship thinking, okay, you should be able to just provide the basic stuff. And then while they're in the relationship, don't forget that we're still here. You know, whenever you go out, try and get me something, and give me a good treat sometimes. That is, that is but Why would you base your relationship on what someone is supposed to give you? No, 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 no. I don't think they're basing it on that. Okay. I think they just think it comes with the territory. It comes with it. It's not what like you, your basic. Can I ask a you question, right? So, so would would you then say having sex is someone's expectation of you? Like, oh, we're supposed to have sex because I'm with you now. No, it's part of it. Some it men have it. like it's increased. You you are not. You, I'm trying to you know balance it right here. Men uh-huh. can that kind of you know entitlement that you dating them then you should have they should have sex with you uh-huh. and they're gonna make you miserable in their relationship when they don't get it true <laughs> do you understand so these are true. those are these are the disorders i'm trying to address here it's not it go beyond what you you uh, the physical or maybe you know material expectations and material desire you understand mm-hmm. okay. it goes a long way first. and it's vice versa both the male and the female and it's affecting emotions and when emotions are affected there is unhappiness there is yes. so you find you, you you end up having you know relationship or dating that are not working and you keep looking for one that is going to meet your expectations or you have marriages you see marriages that are not working and you mm-hmm. keep looking for someone that is going to meet your expectations then you move from one divorce to another divorce expectations do you understand yeah those are the issues first. so my question is so how do you 
how do you then deal with that sort of situation you know of someone expecting too much of you where it becomes an obsession where it becomes a disorder how do you then in some instance i it, it, from a professional point of view i would say okay seek help you know see your strength see your psychiatrist and you know you know you know take the evaluation test and see which part of the 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 disorder you belong that is hard actually because most people don't want to see a shrink because they believe the more anti steroid and shrink shrink um um uh causative room then maybe something is wrong upstairs nobody wants to be liberated with someone that is you know not okay upstairs so those are uh-huh. issues that's uh-huh. why they hardly seek help but i think personally you know you know the golden rule you know treat others the way you're supposed to you expect to be treated satisfaction gratitude respect you understand it goes a long mm-hmm. way and you know try to have that mentality of not expecting so much from people then you don't get disappointed you don't go into a relationship because you want something to balance up in your life okay you don't go into a relationship because you want someone to be able to you know provide and yeah. you know, pay, part yeah. of, like, pay part of your rent you yeah, can't survive yeah. without someone paying part of your rent. <laughs> not even that. Yeah, not, not even that. Not even that. Maybe so. What about someone who goes out? You go on a date. You want the guy to pay all the bills. Exactly. Do you understand? Oh, okay. If yeah. you are paying, then it's not worth a man. Mm. Stuff like that. This are the entitlement mentality I'm talking about. What? <laughs> I don't. I know it. It's really. But, it's touchy but, and most people don't want to hear it, but it's really it is, it's, it's a really big I problem. think I think I might know one of the root causes of it. I think one of the root causes of that entitlement mm-hmm. it's cultural, mate. It's cultural. Yeah, I was talking because, about it. because you look at the white people, right? Our Caucasian, brother, our Caucasian brothers and sisters, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have that sort of entitlement. Or maybe the new, maybe the new generations now, the you know, the new millennium, you know, no, children, no, maybe they too. No, but, the, the thing is, I don't know. I, I, I can, I could remember there was a time I, okay, I said, okay, I told um, a colleague, let's, you know, let's get a coffee. Oh, she said, oh, I don't have, I don't have, um, I ain't got no dollar on me, and I can't pay for it, so maybe we can reschedule, like. Do you understand? I asked. Let's go for a coffee, and she's already thinking she 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 has to buy herself a coffee because she's yeah. expecting to pay. So it could be yeah. environment. It, it could be environmentally influenced, and it could be you know genetic too. So I don't know. You may have a point. I don't even. I don't even think it's. A, <laughs> I don't even think it's. A, there's a lot of our brothers and sisters over here, right? That's you know whose yeah. you know parents are from Africa, right? But they were born here. You still have that same yeah. African mentality. <laughs> you get yeah. what I mean? You, I, you would hardly see a black girl who you would take out on a date that would want you to split the bill. You would hardly find one. So it's more genetic. <laughs> so you get what I mean? So for you to overcome that, I think it needs to be taught right. So don't be expectant of what a man can do for you. Yeah. Like when you go out. You should be able to afford things for yourself without having to client of a man or a woman to do stuff for you. 
And once, once, once that has been inculcated into your mentality, it changes your whole, you know, your whole outlook to life. Everything. It changes everything. There are a lot of women out here. There's Okay. That are homeowners. They they have their own properties. They brought up in a way that brought up in a way you know before they before they you know before they you know before they maybe before they I got a call in the middle. I got a call in the middle. So probably before they get to the age of twenty five, right? You know they they have their houses already. You know they yeah. They've seen their parents do the same, so that mentality is already ingrained in them, you know. So I just feel and I just believe that it is genetic for us, but it's something that we can be able to get out of us by teaching our kids, by you know, letting them know that they don't have to rely on anyone, whether it's been a man or a woman. You have to be able to 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 be in a situation whereby you can be able to afford things for yourself without having to be too expect out of other people to do it for you. Yeah, and to go a long way in, you know, you know, eliminating unhappiness and disappointment in relationship and um, reducing conflict. You understand? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think yeah, we've right. come to the point where, you know, this conversation, it's, it's a very, very interesting one. I've loved it. Um, yeah. I hope, you know, it would have been longer and then what it is right now but like i said before the start of the pod you know i've got an appointment in about five minutes and i've just arrived at the destination and uh unfortunately i won't be able to go any further than we have yeah don't worry i'm sure we're gonna gonna do uh, you know some form of review with um our female counterpart so we're gonna have female yeah i'd love to hear that perspective as well Let's I love to hear that what they, they feel about it. So I'm I, I'm very sure it's gonna be a very strong debate. So get prepared for the next sure uh, the next version of this um you know podcast. Thank you sure so will. much. Mm-hmm. It's um always lovely to have you around and uh, see you in the, mm-hmm. uh, the next um, All right. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. Take care. Have a, Cheers, have, a, have a great day.